Hi everybody, welcome to episode 23 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, what is aperture in photography? I'm your host Rick and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. Now, I just noticed there's a bit of a flaw in my um my opening text because I'm doing this twice weekly. So I'm actually explaining two photographic things to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details in a week, not one. Will I carry on and do that in the new year? Who knows? I was thinking of going once a week, but I'm not going to lie to you. I do actually enjoy this. Right, let's get on. What is aperture in photography? This, as Jeremy Clarkson would say, is my answer. In photography, when we talk about the aperture, we are referring to the opening in the camera lens through which light passes when you take a photo. The aperture, combined with the camera shutter, controls the amount of light that reaches the camera sensor when you take a photo. Okay, I know I'm talking about exposure in general here, but I really should have mentioned their ISO. So the three parts of the exposure triangle, apologies for that omission, are aperture, camera shutter, and ISO, which is the sensitivity of the sensor to light. That's camera aperture. Let's have a look at this in a little bit more detail. Not too much, but enough so you understand. And as it turns out, so I understand, because I got a few things wrong on this, which was a little bit... um. Well, let's just say that I thought I knew more than I did. I had to do some actual work and research on this one, which is good. That was always going to be part of the process of the podcast was I'd be um, sat here thinking, yeah, I can just sit there for 10 minutes and tell you all about this, that and the other. But when I start writing my notes, yes, believe it or not, I do prep these episodes. I find gaps in my knowledge. So I've enjoyed finding those gaps and filling them and hopefully giving you a complete and correct answer, but just enough. Okay then, what is the aperture (coughs) made of? Obviously camera lenses are made of all sorts of stuff, polycarbonates, plastics, glass for the optics, metal bits here and there. I told you I didn't want to get too technical. But what is the aperture actually made of? Now then, I have written to Olympus, Canon and Sony and you know what? They wouldn't tell me. I'm surprised at that. So what I can tell you is that they are probably metal and I can't do any more. Can't tell you which metal. Can't tell you anything more about them. Seems like it's a bit of a trade secret, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Let's hope I have a bit more joy with my question to these guys about what's the shutter made of? Not holding out any hopes, to be honest with you. It's a... I mean, you need to look at a picture of a camera aperture or get your camera and stop down the aperture and you can see it making the hole smaller. That's the important part of this. There is an aperture scale. If I use, for example, a camera lens, a 50mm f2 lens, f2 is the maximum aperture. f2 is the aperture fully open. That's as much light as you can get into the camera lens. There is something called an aperture scale. This is yet another of these things that if we were inventing photography now, we wouldn't have come up with this between us, or I hope we wouldn't. What is the aperture scale? Aperture scale. This is a range. I'll give you the range of numbers first, and then I'll explain them. So this is the aperture scale in full stops. F1.4, F2, F2.8, F4, F5.6, F8, F11, F16, F22. Hope you're still awake. That was dull. But those are the full F stops and this is important. So why these numbers? Well, if you look into it, there's a number of different explanations for these numbers. And to be honest with you, they don't help. So I'm going to move on from that. That's not important. But let me tell you something that is very important. Now, you could accuse me of oversimplifying this, but 
I just want to explain it so you understand it. A smaller number, going with my example of a 50mm f2 lens, f2 is a small number. That is the maximum aperture. A smaller number, which means a larger hole, which means more light getting in, and you also get less depth of field. Now, this is obviously a generalization, but this is the important principle. Larger numbers, a smaller hole, less light, more depth of field. That's the takeaway, if you like, from this. First time I've used that term. The smaller the number, the larger the aperture, the more light that gets in. The larger the number, the smaller the aperture, the less light that gets in. Who came up with this? Someone who's probably too clever for their own good and needed a hobby, but didn't find one. What are f-stops? Oh, I don't really know. Let's not worry about them. If you look on Google, some will say that f-stops are apertures. I don't think that's right. Others say it's the ratio of the focal length and the lens. That could be right. This is a bit baffling. Doesn't matter. Larger number, smaller number, more light, less light. That's what matters. Obviously, there's things like depth of field, which I will cover separately. What are half-stopped? Well, I have helpfully written in my notes here the bits in the middle. Why can I change the aperture? Well, on a camera, you change the aperture to change the amount of light that gets to the camera sensor. Now, let's assume that you haven't changed the ISO or the sensitivity of the sensor. If you wanted to use a, I'm going to get this wrong, I always do. If you had an exposure of 1 500th of a second at f8, if you wanted to use a faster shutter speed, as in 1,000th of a second, that would be letting half as much light in. So what you do is you change your aperture from f8 to f5.6, which is a full stop, and that will give you the correct exposure with different settings. Depth of field I'm not going to go on to here. So that's one of the important parts of the exposure triangle. The aperture is changeable. Changeable? Is adjustable on most cameras. Now, what about an iPhone? I haven't spoken about phones much. They have an aperture. Now, I'm sure there's clever things that can recreate changing apertures or it's done computationally now, which is a lot more advanced and different. But I currently have an iPhone XS. The aperture on that lens is f1.8. Okay, so I think I'm done here. What I wanted to get over and what I wanted you to understand was the simple principle. Small number, larger hole, more light. Larger number smaller hole, less light. That's the important part of aperture. Okay, I'm going to stop there. I was in danger of saying something else then, which would have been at risk of confusing. What's next? Well, the logical next thing, which will be in episode 24 of the Photography Explained podcast. What does shutter mean in photography? Let's do this in a logical order. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope I've explained it. If you did, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you could tell everyone you know about my podcast, that would be even better. Or just one person. That'd be fine. I don't mind, honest. Yeah, you can also check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can all find out. I nearly got through an episode then without getting my words on. Check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com, where you can find out all about me my construction photography work, my architectural photography work, and all the good stuff that I write about on my blog. You can also find all my podcast episodes there. You'll also find a list of future subjects, which um, probably needs an update now. Finally, if you want me to explain something to you, let me know. Go to my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com. Loads of ways to get in touch. Let me know what it is you want me to explain and I will add it to my list, put it on the website and when I do it, I will give you a shout out and a link to your website if you have one. 
This episode was brought to you by the power of trying to get through 2020. We're nearly there. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thank you again for listening and giving me 10 minutes of your valuable time. I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.